Do companies turn a blind eye toward unethical employees who happen to also be high performers? Recent research shed some light on the question. And joining us is the lead author of the study, Matthew J. Quaid, Ph.D., Assistant Professor of Management at Baylor University's Hankammer School of Business. You surveyed over 1,000 people in this study. Let's get right to it. What were some of your key findings? Yeah, our primary findings are that unethical behavior in organizations, we're talking mostly here in terms of interpersonal relationships, so among coworkers, when people engage in unethical behavior, they're more likely to be met with conflict with coworkers and then subsequently to be ostracized by those coworkers. So we find that people don't like to engage with those who are unethical. However, what is likely most interesting about our study is that when those people are high performers, we tend to give them more leniency and therefore less likely to kind of avoid them or or more likely to continue to associate with them in the workplace. What range of bad behavior are we talking about? Is this like sneaking out the door 10 minutes before closing time or are we talking maybe theft and fraud in there? We're mostly focused on in our research what we would call softer unethical behaviors. We would certainly advocate that no unethical behavior should be acceptable in the workplace, but what we were mostly studying were what we would call these lesser unethical behaviors, so these things that people tend to be more socially accepting of, so things like falsifying receipts on expense reports or maybe discussing confidential information about the company with unauthorized parties or taking property from work or leaving the workplace a little bit early, as you suggested. So we're not talking about deep, overt, illegal activities such as insider trading or those types of things. But these are these types of behaviors that we suspect are more widespread in organizations that more people are engaging in and therefore more people are aware of their presence in the workplace. In terms of being a high performer, what types of categories are you looking at? Profitability, a return to the bottom line? What types of ways do people get singled out as high performers? We were primarily focused on things like how effectively they work, to what level are they exceeding the productivity requirements of their job, what level of effort are they putting into the job, to what degree do they strive for high quality in their work, Are they just generally highly productive? So we weren't looking at necessarily objective measures of performance in terms of certain numbers or metrics that they were trying to hit, but we were looking at qualitative reports of what their performance levels are. We did control for gender, so we were trying to assess, hey, is there a difference between males who engage in this behavior versus females? And what we find is that the results hold regardless of gender. If I'm someone listening to this interview today and what's being said kind of rings a bell for me and I'm thinking, gee, what can I do in my workplace to deal with somebody who's like this? What advice would you have? We've got kind of two suggestions or two practical implications that we're trying to emphasize here with our research. And the first one addresses exactly what you're saying is how should people deal with this when they see someone who's behaving unethically and they know that that bothers them and it's even leading to conflict in the workplace. What should they do about it? The thing we would encourage them to do is to try and address it with their supervisor. Certainly, it's difficult to be a snitch, and we're even taught not to tattle on people. But if organizations could set up a system or an open dialogue where employees could express anonymously that certain things are going on in the workplace, we think it would potentially produce a much more healthy environment in terms of helping organizations realize how prevalent this bad behavior can be on lower levels, on levels that maybe seem to be more socially accepted but still need to be addressed. So that's one thing. Kind of on a more macro level, what we would like to see organizations do is 
make it more clear throughout the organization that unethical behavior should not be tolerated regardless of the level of performance that the employee is exhibiting. And one way organizations can do this is to emphasize on a higher scale hiring and training ethical leaders. Ethical leaders, as we study them and as other researchers study them, are leaders or supervisors who espouse and enact ethical standards. So they not only talk about it in meetings and promote ethical behavior in the workplace, they're also enacting those ethical standards. So they're punishing those who behave badly and engage in unethical behavior. And they're also rewarding those who do the right thing and make decisions and engage in ways that are ethical and are moral. And so those are kind of the two main things we would encourage people and organizations to consider based on our research. Matthew J. Quay, Ph.D., Assistant Professor of Management at Baylor University's Handcammer School of Business. Professor, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Chris. And that's it for this edition of InfoTrack. To get more information about our guests and topics, you can find InfoTrack online at TalkZone.com. InfoTrack is a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago. Internet services provided by Pair.com. Special thanks this week to InfoTrack reporter Roy Mackey and our executive producer Randy Meyer. I'm Chris Whitting, inviting you to catch us next time on another edition of InfoTrack.